Welcome back to Happily Bored. I'm Jenna. I'm Chuck. It's Tuesday, November 14th, 2023. Mm. It does not feel like a Tuesday. No, and it does not feel like it should be the 14th already. I know. Time's going by very quick. Why does September, October, November, December feel like one month? (laughs) Yeah. Like the rest of the year, like it's so slow. Especially when there's less holidays. And then, like, I feel like as soon as my birthday hits, it's like, boom, over. Year's over. Yeah. I definitely feel that. But it's also been slow uh, for other reasons all year. It's just been kind of bleh. So you have been feeling bleh. Yeah, it's just with dad and heart attack and all that stuff, it's just been very bleh. Right. And then your sister stuff. and Mm-hmm. And then, and then my, even I was trying to start getting my YouTube and I got a warning on my YouTube channel. You got a warning? Yeah. Remember I told you they weren't explaining to me what the hell it was? You got a hand slap. It was simply because I had a Nintendo emulator running. What? That's all. And I'm like. You were showing a Nintendo. So when I reviewed the warning, the warning does not apply. But I couldn't get the idiot to realize it. And I happened to get one of the idiots at YouTube. So I just have oh. to wait until February and then it will go away. Oh, no. But it's annoying. I'm sorry. So, in any case. That's so rude. Yep. So, I discovered this week you're sneaky. Very, very sneaky. <laughs> I'm not sneaky. That's the word I'm using. I, I thought it was pretty, um, what do I want to say? I don't resourceful. Know what, resourceful. To pull something like that off with literally like two and a half days. <laughs> so what we're talking about is I have a coworker named Carrie Lee. And you better not call her Carrie. She's Carrie Lee. <laughs> She's and definitely a Carrie Lee. She she does cover music for like Stevie Nicks and stuff like that. Yeah, she's and in a band. when we found out she was in a band, I was like, hey, we should come out and support you some night. It's called Wildflower Dreams. That definitely sounds like a Carrie Lee name too. <laughs> So we decided, uh, or I asked Jen, I said, we should go see this. And she said, hey, we should do that for your birthday weekend. And I was like, well, I want to get a, a hotel room so we can both drink and not have to worry about, you know, we can just Uber and driving yep. home or anything like that. So uh, we found I the hotel. Then, so we're, we're riding to the place and I'm like, this place seems familiar. Wait a minute. This is the way I used to drive to my office. We were driving to the hotel. Right. Yeah, yeah. But the route we were taking, I was like, this is familiar. And I started remembering, like, the trip to Bowie Mongers, which was this place that was, had good breakfast. Like, I would get this cool sandwich. It was a croissant egg cheese thing. It was amazing. <laughs> but anyway, so we're getting close. And I'm like, holy crap, that's my building. And then, like, two seconds later, we parked building. at the hotel. Yeah, the old building I used to work at. And we passed the Bowie Mongers. Yeah. And we're sitting here, and it's, like, so close that when we opened the hotel window uh, curtains, like, my old building was right there. And you could see. You were like, that's where I used to sit. And I was thinking <laughs> about some coworkers that I missed that I haven't talked to in a while that used to work in that space with me. So, anyway, we we uh, clean up, we take a nap, and we get up and we go to the place. And, and called us an Uber, and... So on the, I had at, um, like a week before friended Carrie Lee on Facebook just so that I could like follow her, 
her stuff and make sure that like we could keep up on when she's doing gigs and whatever. Cause if we had a good time, you know, mm-hmm. um, I could just be like, Oh, Hey, she's doing something anyway. Um, so I, what I ended up, it, what it looked like was I got a message on my phone and I was looking on my phone and then I said, Oh, Hey, I friended Carrie Lee on Facebook and she just messaged me and said, since you guys are going to dinner early, can you grab a table big enough for the band so that we can like have a couple drinks and then have a place to stash our stuff, whatever. And so I told, I told you and and you were like, okay. And I was like, all right, but that's, I didn't get a message like that at all. (laughs) Yeah. So I was sitting here going, okay, that sounds plausible and everything. So we get there and I'm like, yeah, we need a big table. So we got there, we sat down, sitting at this big empty table made well, total sense to me. Because you were, you stayed outside to like puff on your vape thing. Mm-hmm. And I went inside and the, the co-owner was, the, this Irish guy was like standing there. And I, I said, I need a table. There's only two of us right now. There's going to be like maybe 10 or 12 but definitely six for dinner. And he's just staring at me like, why are you throwing all these fucking numbers at me? Like, just tell me what you need. Right. And so I was like, I'm trying to surprise my husband. There's only two of us, but more people are coming. And, and I was like, can we get a table for six? And he was like, okay. So like, they go up. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is insane. So when you came in, you started like kind of walking ahead. Mm-hmm. And then I scooted around you and I walked in front of you so that, I forced myself to walk around the table. So you had to sit with your back to the door. Gotcha. You didn't even realize what happened. No, I didn't. That was good. (laughs) So then I was watching the door. Yeah. That makes sense now in hindsight. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden I look over my shoulder and my coworker who I really got along with, she was. Former coworker. Former coworker. She pops out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, Hey, hi, what are you doing? I was like really surprised. And her husband was there. And, you know, it was funny because I was like really surprised she was there. I was very happy she was there because I wanted to invite her out, but I had simply forgotten and not gotten around to calling her. But it was still plausible to me that she could possibly have just shown up because she's been to multiple of Carrie Lee's gigs in the past. So I was like, okay, this is still. I didn't realize that. Possibly by chance. So then all of a sudden, Jenna's brother and his wife showed up. Which they never get a chance to, like, hang out with us socially. Right. So So we had a... He was was like, oh, you invited your brother to join us for dinner. Okay. (laughs) Right. And they both said happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. And then all of a sudden... So, like, five minutes later, our old neighbors came in. And we have been friends with them since they moved because they only moved like down the street. Right. But we haven't been able to go hang out with them and stuff. And he actually had a pulmonary embolism that resulted in a heart attack earlier this year as well. And more recently had just been bitten by a dog. So this poor guy's having a shit year. (laughs) Did he get the shot? What shot? With his work? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. So in any case, then... Um, I'm like, wow, this is cool. Okay, I'm starting to get what's going on. Okay, so then cool. I was so like, have... surprise, I invited a bunch of people. <laughs> well, at this point. But I didn't tell them who. <laughs> no, but at this point, we're at six guests. Right. So I'm like, okay, that's it. 
No. And then three three more showed up. Well, when the six got there, I said, okay, I know for a fact that there's at least four more people coming. Like, I knew. Mm. And so that's when I like told the waitress, I was like, hey, we're going to need a bigger table. Can we turn these three sideways yeah. so we can go lengthways across the restaurant and then we'll have plenty of space? And she was like, how many more people? I'm like, at least four. And she was like, oh, shit. I was like, <laughs> yeah. So then you don't take reservations. It's not my fault. <laughs> right. So then my coworker, Ken, who I call like my work Santa Claus, because he always prints out these 3D toys and is always giving out the toys. And he has a white beard and he's kind of round. He's cute. And it was funny because at first he was like, he didn't like being compared to Santa Claus, but he goes, actually, it's a joyous character who's always bringing toys. I guess that fits. <laughs> and then um, two of our developers showed up, one who's recently left for another job. And and then all of a sudden, um, a friend of mine who's a veteran who has a very dark sense of humor like I do, and we have always gotten along, he showed up and I was like, holy shit, but you this haven't is seen him since since before COVID, I think. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. And um, it was just, it was amazing. And all, and what was really crazy is I knew these guys and I were friendly at work. Uh, the one guy, Nico, him and I have met up a couple times outside of work, but right. nothing too serious. And it was funny because I was talking across the table to me to someone and I could overhear um, the developers uh, and the guy, Ken, the Santa Claus guy, talking to each other and talking well, very they were talking, highly. They were talking to me. They were talking to you very highly about me. And I'm like, yep. I had no idea they felt this way. And, and, you know, and then at one point I went out and I was talking to uh, Jordan, who, again, he's he's former military. And I said, and I was feeling so great. Um, and I told him, I said, it's funny because, you know, we're taught you provide for your family, you provide for your children, you provide right. for your wife. And I said, it's very easy to not provide for yourself. And I said, it's not something I'm doing on purpose, but I've always had in the past friendships that were very one way. Right. And I said, I'm not going to do that to myself anymore. I'm only going to invest in friendships that are giving back something um, that we mutually benefit each other. But and, I think you also <clears throat> kind of got into a, a situation where you were like, that's how I feel. That's what's going to happen. But shit, I don't have anybody to do that with. Right. And the thing that was funny is when I was talking to him outside, uh, Jordan, the, the combat vet he goes he goes it's funny he's like that's the way i've and i said we end up putting ourselves on little islands mm -hmm. and not asking for help not asking for contact just trying to be content on our little island because we have other people we have to focus on that are higher priority and i've been telling people like this this whole self-care for women thing it needs to be self-care for the human race right like it's not just for women like, well I think the needs are different in yes, many cases. But it's still a self-care issue. Right. You know, like, women don't think to tell guys, like, hey, go take a night off. Go do this. Go do that. They're always saying, like, I need a break. Right. But also women are more inclined to call each other out and ask, why haven't I heard from you in a while? Yes. And, where and men don't. Guys need to do that. So that's the thing is I was discussing that with him outside. I said, we need to do that more. And he's like, I agree. And I said, we need to make a pact. And it was something him and I was coming up with outside. And he goes, that's part of the problem I've had since I left the military. He goes, 
you know, when you're in the military, you have everybody is experiencing the same thing as you. There's a camaraderie there that cannot be replaced when you go back out into the world. Right. And he goes, that's one thing I've really missed is having people that understand me and care about me that aren't biologically related. Right. And I said, okay, well, well, I'll make a pact. We'll stay in touch better. And uh, I said, you got to do the same. He's like, no problem. And then when I went inside and I talked to Ken, uh, Nico, and Mike, all the coworkers that I currently have, and the one that just recently left, and I'm like, this is what Jordan and I were talking about outside. And Ken got a little teary-eyed. He's like, yeah, that I can definitely relate. And Yeah, because his kids are older. And he, Yeah, and he's, he's an older two, guy. Two in college. Yeah, and he's a much older guy. And he's like, yeah, I can totally see that, that we put ourselves on islands and stuff like that. And, um, so, but it's funny, I was, I was feeling better all night and I told Jen, I said, tomorrow I'm recording my arcade video and I'm going to start doing some stuff. And I got my 3d printer working and I printed some more stuff. So this week's been, work is still really hard to focus. I need to talk to the doctor about that because the medication is not helping. Yeah. You need to switch your meds for sure. However, um, I'm definitely feeling more positive this week. I'm feeling again, um, not alone in, because I'll never, I never feel alone because I have you and the kids and so forth. Yes, we never leave you alone. (laughs) The alone that I was feeling was people directly understanding my situation in that. A direct friendship connection. Right. Yeah. Someone that has. Your brother. No, like, like. That's my boy. <laughs> Someone that cares about me that's not tied to me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's been a much better week, and I'm going to reach out to the the um, some of them I've already reached out to and said, you know, that meant more to me and was at a perfect time more than you'll ever know. And there's a couple more people I want to reach out to, but. I just f- kept seeing you, like, circling the drain, and it was yeah. like, what do I do? Like, there has to be something I can do to help you, because I know you're not, like, clinically depressed. You're right. just in a shit rut. Right. And I usually and I can like, kick myself I don't, yeah, out. Yeah, you usually kick yourself in the ass and get out of it. And I was like, well, I think I need to kick him this time. Yeah. And <laughs> so- but I think, I think the whole Brian situation was more than I could handle. Yeah. Because it was where I put all my, I put my eggs in one basket. Right. And that basket fell from a very tall building. Yes. And now yes. I'm basically like, fuck you. No basket, no eggs. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, uh, so I fe- I'm feeling much better. You and... in- you instantly, within like 30 minutes, uh-huh. had a completely different look in your face. Your sparkle in your eye was back. Like yeah. the photos that I only took a couple of you. I know you have more, but like if you see, you're just grinning like an idiot. Mm. Like you're so like genuinely happy. And I had not seen you like that in months. Enough that when we got back to the hotel, it made Jenna cry. Yes, because I was so happy for the fact that these people, like, I knew you weren't alone. And I knew you had people that wanted to, They, I was like, you can't not be around people that, and them not want to spend time with you and not know you. Like, because you have so much stuff that you talk about. Yeah, and you're you have so many diverse interests and like all that stuff. Like, and that guy Mike was sitting there telling me he was he was like, "Did do you know about the arcade?" 
Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I was there when he was hammering and sawing. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, I played on the thing. And he was just like, man, that thing sounds so cool. I'd love to see it. And I was like, well, come over. And he's like, what? Yeah. I was like, all you have to do is tell him you want to see it. And we, we'll invite you over. Like, we have an open door. Yeah. Tell us when you're coming and we'll move a car. And you can hang out and play and whatever. I was like, bring your kids. Because I found out he has three boys. They're yeah. like the same age as our kids. So I was like, bring the boys over and give your wife some fucking peace. <laughs> like, <laughs> poor woman. And so he was just like, oh, my God, I would have never thought. He's like, well, that's just so weird to be like, hey, can I come see your stuff? And I was like, he would love that if yeah. you asked him that. Just like that. Hey, can I come see the arcade? See, and that's that's another thing that's different generally. between, And I, I'm saying generally very loosely. Uh, but generally between guys and girls is girls will easily invite themselves over to each other to do things. Yeah. Girls don't have a qualm about reaching out and saying, this is what I want to another girl. Right. Guys are taught. Basically. You don't reach out to make those connections. You just sent that you, you wait until someone. It's not that you're not taught. You're not taught how. Right. But we're also not. Encouraged to do it. Encouraged to be like, I would really like this. I would like this. This is what I would like. I want this. So as much as, you know. I mean, that was how I met Sarah. Right. 100%. We're literally just standing on a playground. Kids are playing. Gabby's asleep in her stroller. And we just, she came over and she was like, hi, I'm Sarah. And I was like, hi, I'm Jenna. Alex is my kid. She was like, Katie's my kid. And we just started like chit-chatting about bullshit. And I don't know what it was because I never made any friends at that school. Right. I never talked to any of the moms. I was very just to myself, my normal mm. whatever. And she came over and was just talking about all kinds of stuff. And then she was like, I think I'm going to redo my kid's room. And I just painted it. And I don't know what to put on the walls. And I was thinking about drawing something, but I can't draw. And I was like, oh, I don't know why. See, Sarah, Sarah is also very much like me. And the thing is, is I have no problem doing it with, with females. With females, I have no problem going, hey, how's it going? We should do this. We should do that, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's the thing that, I think the best way to put it would be women are taught to express themselves emotionally to each other. But even you know how I am. I don't do that. Right. But men are supposed to be, <clears throat> how's it going? What's up? And that's how I am, usually. Right. But I don't know what it was in me that all of a sudden just blurted out like, oh, I know how to draw and I can do calligraphy. Do you want me to help you? Probably because you sense that her and I are similar. I was like, I've never met you in my life. You could be an axe murderer. And I just invited myself to your house. She's still my cat. (laughs) I love that. I I love that that movie. I was thinking (laughs) that cut that I made for you. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Yes. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so the thing is is that... um, and it's funny because on my YouTube channel, I made a new video and I and I blatantly said, of course, as I always do, this is what's yeah. been going on. My wife had a party. Right. And I'm hoping that it snapped me out of it. Time will tell. Yeah. But so far, I said, that's all I can count on is so far. And I had a lot of Not viewers come, come back and say, I really love that you're being honest for the ups and the downs. Because we always hear people saying the, how great things are, but we don't often hear a guy saying... See? This is what we're going through. You get a lot of these like, okay, moms, real talk. Yeah. 
but you never get hey dads yeah so i'm thinking i might start trying to figure out something to do for that but the thing is that it was it's been better um i'm hoping it stays that way um i need to get my passport so i'm gonna finish that paperwork up tonight get it sent off tonight or tomorrow cool uh so they can send me to london again yay and then um london, yeah baby. so that's what's been going on with me. So we had a good night at the hotel and then that rolled in. So we've had a roller coaster. Things have been in the middle of since dealing with the, the younger sister issue, things have been pretty neutral. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden when the roller coaster starts again, it goes up, down, up, down. I know it's freaking um, So we had this great night. We get back to the hotel. Jenna's getting a little teary eyed because she says, I haven't seen you like that in a while. And I said, well, that's not fair. I said, you're sometimes um, feeling depressed, too. And I said, yeah, but I showed up this way. <laughs> so right. you knew what you were getting from the get-go. Right. You being like this is a new event. Right. <laughs> because you got like this, but you stayed like this. And right. it's never happened before. Because yeah, usually, usually I see you and you're like, and then I'm fine. you're whatever. And then I'll notice. And then I'll clean up some things. <laughs> I get into like a routine again. Right. And then you're you're better. But this time it was just lasting and lasting. And I was like, this has to stop. I can't leave him like this with my kids for two and a half weeks while I'm gone. Like, it's just, I can't. Well, nothing would bad would happen. No, but I could just see like you're, you, you were like, fuck it. I'm done working. I'm going to take a nap. And then, yeah. you know, the kids are all like, where's dad? <laughs> No, well, the other time when you were gone, I was uh, getting done with work, picking up the kids if necessary, going to sleep, waking up before dinner, and then basically, if they didn't have school, I was playing games with them all night. Okay. But um, as far as if I wasn't doing something with them or watching a show with them, I was generally sleeping. Uh, because the stuff, my own stuff, I wasn't interested in doing right now. While I was interested in it, I wanted to do it. But I was like, I'll do it after I take a nap. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a little different because you're going to be a continue. holiday. It's going to be a holiday. Yeah. You guys are going to be going out, doing stuff. And I'm looking forward to um, um, going this weekend to my Aunt Maria's house. Mm-hmm. And we're the family's going and having an early Thanksgiving. Because her and I are going on a adventure to southeastern Europe. Yes, but my sister and her family is going to be there. Yes, they are. She just confirmed, which I'm very excited. To and see Samantha her and the kids are coming. Really? Yes. And if we can figure it out, that's another surprise. Somebody's going to grab Bree. That's another surprise. Yeah. That's that makes me very happy. So that's Samantha's your our niece, our oldest niece that we wanted to get closer with, and yeah, that's. That's awesome. And Candy's going to love that. Oh, she's, yeah, she's already figured it all out with her and stuff because John didn't want to drive that far. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, and she's still timid about driving. So, and Candy's wanting to get closer with her own kids and everything like that. That's the one thing, the one side effect we did not realize was going to happen with this whole, um, closing boundaries and, yeah, setting the boundaries with the toxic and, Openly communicating with everybody, all the bullshit's coming out. So then everybody started communicating. Right. And discovering all these things that they'd un- unknowingly, like, 
allowed wedges to form. Yes. And so those walls are being broken down. Yeah. And the wedges are falling out of place. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's been good. I want to keep that going. And I feel bad for my mom because she's got to talk to my. She's, she's poor things caught in the middle. She's got, and I said, I'm trying not to put her in the middle, but she's got to talk to the black sheep just to let her know. (laughs) Self-proclaimed black sheep. Yeah. That she's gonna, um, that we're going to have photos in April of us being on a cruise when. Right. She wasn't included. She's not been included. Right. So I don't envy my mom. In that she position. wouldn't have gone anyway, though. That's what yeah. I'm. My, my position is still that she wouldn't have gone anyway because. Uh, she might have out of spite. She would have been stuck on a ship. I think she would have out of spite. Mm. I really do. She would want to show up just to make sure that everybody knows how much she hates it. And then we would have. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, but I, I, that wouldn't have worked out well for her because no. both Candy and I were not going to put up with that. Right. But that's the type of stuff she's done in the past. Yeah. So. In any case, um, it's been good. Um, the surprise as well, like I said, I'm hoping that it slapped me out uh, for a good long term. I'm glad it worked out and you liked it. Uh, so then the roller coaster had to go down again. Oh, no. And apparently that night while we were having a great time. Well, after, yeah, because it was officially on Sunday. Okay, so we woke up to a text message from her father. A Facebook messenger message. Yeah, from her father saying that her grandpa has died. Grandpa passed away. Grandpa Those were the away. three words I got. And no phone call. Nothing, no explanation. No message. when, no what, no how. Now, mind you that this man, the grandfather was more fatherly in Jenna's life than her father was. Yes. And what pisses me off is at no point did he ask how you're doing. Yeah. That makes me angry for you. Yeah. Um, We're kind of, like, used to it. This is how he is. He doesn't call us. He doesn't talk to us. Unless he needs something from us. Yeah. Now, the the, the blessed thing was he passed away peacefully in his sleep. Which is what he always wanted. Which... He always wanted. And you had year. It been years when you said he, he said he, he was, was ready in to his seventies when he told me that that he was at he was not afraid to die. His only wish was that he would fall asleep and not wake up. Right. And you know that hopefully that it wouldn't be some long drawn out disease thing or whatever. And um, he he passed on uh, November fifth. Um. At 97. Yeah. It's 97 years old. And then we heard your grandma is not doing well, but she's not been doing well. She's got dementia and stuff like that. And she's, she's forgotten got dementia everybody. and she's had some issues and she had been battling an infection and she's been getting dehydrated because she's not eating and drinking. And she only mm. weighs like 85 pounds, if that, soaking wet. Right. So she's tiny. Um and she just, I don't know, but she's like the most alert person right. for not eating and drinking. And she right. started eating a little more fruit and like some watermelon and stuff. And then she was getting some sips, but she can't handle more than that. And yeah. so it's either going to get better or it's not. Yeah. So I don't know. But I, be- I believe has- that it's just, there's a, there's a strong connection. And even though she doesn't necessarily know that her husband has died, she remembers her husband. Yeah. She talks about him. There's photos in her room because they were in separate spaces because of her memory issues. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but there's got to be something that she's feeling, you know, like yeah. there's something missing all of a sudden. I don't Some know. Like a connection, something. Yeah. So, um, that's just how I feel. <laughs> but yeah. So we're just, so that was no fun, but we're glad that he's, he went the way he did and he'd been sick and having some issues. And I guess he had a mild heart attack, um, uh, like two weeks ago. Um, but he already had congestive heart failure. So, but he wasn't in any pain or anything. So, right. I just, you know, best possible scenario. He fell asleep and, even, and didn't wake up just he, what he wanted. Even the night before he passed, he was talking to his daughter mm-hmm. and this man was 97 years old and fully alert. Of oh, everything. oh yeah. He was, before they moved into assisted living, he was walking two and three miles a day and driving every day to get them dinner and food and and breakfast and lunch and whatever, because my grandma couldn't cook anymore. And he passed his driver's license test last year, and my aunt was so pissed. (laughs) Yeah, but even though, even though um, all this was going on and his, his daughter, she moved them into a home that was close to where she lived so that she yeah, could. Yeah, she's five, mile, five minutes away. So she could go back and forth pretty easy, but it was funny. The night that he passed, he had told her. Um, you I can- hope this ends soon because um, I don't like you having to constantly go back and forth and back and forth. And I feel bad that I'm taking up so much of your time. And she did tell him. She's like, and it's she was no like, problem. Pop, right this here. is, yeah, I'm here for you. This is my pleasure. It's not an issue. I, you know, this, I loved you. You guys took care of me and I'm enjoying taking care of you. And she's a nurse. So right. that's in her. her so blood. she's seen it all. Yeah. But the thing is, is that she, he got to say, you know, I hope it's, it's over right. soon. And the man does what he sets his mind He's to. Always, yeah. He yeah. <laughs> always, always, always. So, um, one thing we need to figure out, and if anybody listening does know a place that's near Northern Virginia for re- transferring audio tapes to digital, we have an audio tape from your a grandpa, cassette tape. Cassette mm-hmm. tape. Yeah, he sent it to me back in the the late nineties. It has him playing the mandolin. He's and playing the guitar. Here. He's playing the guitar, but it's called like dual dual guitar or dueling guitars or something mm-hmm. because he taped himself playing guitar and then he played it on a different thing and recorded it on another one. Right. <laughs> As he played. And I was like, he's so he like, multiple radios. He was make producing his own tracks. Yeah. <laughs> All getified. Yeah. So we but definitely I, want to preserve I that. Think, I think on the other side of the tape is him telling me or saying the Mexican tongue twisters mm-hmm. because he sent me a letter with, with it and it had those on there because we've been talking about them because that was something that him and I used to do when I was little mm-hmm. is he would have, we, they were called adivinas. So you would have to like figure out what the word was in the um uh like riddle yeah so there was like a word hidden in the 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 little riddle and you'd have to pick out the word and then he would also tell me the tongue twister things and i was always like i couldn't get my mouth to move fast enough at that time and so it always like made me laugh and like those were memories i have with him you know like i'm wondering is that something that in a latin household is common 
that the grandpa likes to fix the speech because I've known of two other Spanish speaking friends in the past or people I knew from online things where they would say that every time they saw their grandpa, their grandpa would be trying to help them not mumble in Spanish. Oh, oh maybe. And I was like, I just didn't know if it was a thing. Cause of the little people I knew that spooks spoke Spanish, the only two I knew that spoke Spanish, their grandpas were both like, this is not how you pronounce that. You pronounce it this way. So for him, it was um, more of a, because we did not, we did not use a whole lot of slang. Mm-hmm. We did not have a, tr- like a, you know, traditional California, LA, Mexican, like with all the slang words and orale mm-hmm. way and all that stuff. Because for my grandfather, the way he was raised and whatever, like, you speak properly. Mm. You conduct yourself in a manner that commands respect. And you hold yourself up here, like, and you, you know, it, take pride in yourself and your language mm. and your culture and, and all that stuff. So enunciation was very big, but he also loved languages. Mm-hmm. And he would go to night school and learn other languages for fun. Yeah. And so learning to pronounce the words correctly was very, like, I remember him teaching me to count in Italian, in French, in German, and each one we had to say it the right way. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing we've taught the kids. If you're communicating a message, if they don't understand it, then there's no point in speaking. Right. And that's kind of yeah. how he felt. Like, you know, I, I, oh God, I remember so many days. Tortilla. It's not tortilla. It's tortilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the worst one. Refrigerador. <laughs> what is that one? Refrigerator. <laughs> oh. So the thing is, um, we're kind of also in a holding pattern at the moment. Where we, we're not holding. We're, we're still doing our things, but we're expecting at some point there may be a call for your grandma. Yeah, I don't know. Well, um, it is. I mean, it is what it is. Now, the good thing is, is when the time comes that they have both passed and ashes have been gathered, you've been invited and you and your brother will be taken care of to go to Monterrey. Monterrey, yeah, in Nuevo León, Mexico, which is where my grandmother grew up, near where my grandfather grew up, and it's where they met and fell in love and got married. Right. And And I I think that's amazing for you because... Part of your concern was, how will I be able to see them off yeah. in the last minute? Because it's not something easy just to plan, but right. to know that it's going to be taken care of and that you're going to be there for it. Yes. That's not a question of whether or not you can make it work. Right. I am very happy for you that you have that peace of mind, that it will be okay, that, that will be, you'll get to be there. And... Um, <laughs> My brother and I were talking about the other day, and we were like, we don't think Dad should get to go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. Well, the thing is, is that the more, and I was thinking about this, I haven't talked to you about it, the more that we're discussing how much a good father puts his family ahead of himself, to the point that he's not taking care of himself, which isn't a good thing, but it's sacrifice. You make sacrifices for your family. Right. And to then look at this person that has the title of father 
Mm-hmm. And that makes that I he's mean, super selfish. Yeah, and that's always has been right. And it's about the best interest of him. It just annoys me. Yeah, I just get so annoyed, and it makes me so have so much disdain for that. And then I think about the Henry, mm, my aunt's husband. Henry is a father, but he's. When he married Carol, he... Yoli. Sorry. When he married Yoli, <laughs> uh, Jenna's aunt, he treats you and your brother more like family than your father does. Yeah. Which is crazy to me, and it speaks to the type of man that he is. Right. You know, and it makes me very happy for Yoli that she's got yes. such a man in her life. Well, and he's, I thanked him too, because he so much, he's done so much for my grandparents through the years that they've been married and he didn't have to do any of that stuff. Right. He came late into their life. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, you know, they, they, my grandma was really standoffish with him for a while because she was like, Oh, why'd you get married again? And oh, you met him on the internet. Now, and... <laughs> by the way, they've only been married for um 10, 11 years. Right. Yeah, but my aunt was married twice before then. Right. And so my grandma was kind of like, just just be done. Yeah, you're not having kids, why get married? Yeah, don't get married. Just just go date and and travel and do whatever have your fun and whatever. she was like no i don't want to be alone for the rest of my life right. like but she also didn't want to just um jump into something kind of like what she had done before so right. so yeah i think they they made a good match yeah and the thing is is that um yeah he's just a good man now one other thing Sorry, I was checking our time here. One other thing we need to discuss is we did get to see the Mannings tonight of uh, the friend of ours. Family friend, yep. We we were their surrogate family. And um Your surrogate parents. <laughs> yeah. And we were out there and during this I was explaining to you an issue that happened while you were gone this weekend. And it was maybe not the right time or place, but I was trying it to be, happened last this morning, this morning. Sorry. And it was, I was trying to be silly, but it did not come out well. And it sounded like I was kind of interrogating in there and he was actually, and it was funny because I was trying to apologize to him. And then you were trying to say, yeah, it wasn't the right time or place. And Alex all of a sudden chirped up and is like, no, I actually liked that much better. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so he liked me calling him out for doing something wrong in the middle of this restaurant in front of the family friends, more so than if we're by ourselves with him. If it had been something that had already happened, he'd already been punished and we'd moved on. Yeah. Then I, I wouldn't have saying. said a thing like, yeah, tell him the story, whatever. But we haven't even had a chance to discuss it. And that's what we're going to do real quick. And that so was why is, I was like, shut up. <laughs> so the premise of this is I uh, went to bed and then I got up and he is during the, as we discussed last time, we had given him a unlimited bedtime when he has no school to get him ready for being an adult under the pretense and the uh, 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 agreement that at nine o'clock his electronics would be off and at 10 o'clock he would be asleep. During the week. During the week. During or school, school night. night. So then this morning I wake up 
And I happened to wake up at 520 and I looked over at the alarm. I was like, shit, it's going to go off in a second. Anyway, might, might as well get up. So I step out the door and I immediately see glow coming from underneath his door. So I just went up and I thumped the door really hard. And he's like, hello, what, what happened? Right. <laughs> and I said, I bet that scared the shit out of him. He said I, it did. <laughs> and I opened the door and he's on his computer and there's a food tray still on his desk. Oh. And I'm like, and in my head, I just went, dude, come on. This ain't your dorm, dude. <laughs> so I opened up the door and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm playing my game. And then I'm like, did you not go to sleep? And he's like, I went to sleep. And I'm like, okay, what time did you go to sleep? 10 o'clock. When's the last time you turned on your computer? Because I have things on the network where he shouldn't be able to log into his computer after his hours. Right. And I said, well, when's the last time you turned your computer on? He goes, yesterday. So he left it on. And he even told me that he left the clicker moving on the computer so it wouldn't he lock the screen. He set up a macro, he said. So it wouldn't lock his screen. Fucking programmed the mouse to keep and moving then, so it was like somebody was still on it. And I said, well, when, how long have you been on? He's like, well, I woke up at 3 a.m. and I couldn't go back to sleep. I went, uh-huh. I said, when are you supposed to be on your computer in the morning? No earlier than? He's like, 7 o'clock. I said, exactly. I said... So why are you on it now? And he's like, I'm sorry. Let's just shut it down. Go to sleep. I'm going to talk to mom. I don't know what to do here. I'm going to talk to mom. I said, but shut off all your electronics when you get home tomorrow. Okay. So he turns off his computer. He goes to bed. So then, as we're sitting here through the dinner, though, I was trying to tell him. I said, okay, Alex, let's learn a vocabulary word. You had your PC left on. And you did not shut it off when you were supposed to. And I catch you playing at 3 a.m. What does that, what word is that? And he's like, what? I said, that's premeditated. No, you said if you were a detective. If you were a detective, what word would you use to describe that? He's like, what? And I said, premeditated. And then Marcy chimes in and goes, usually premeditated is a worse crime than not being. Yeah, she goes, crimes that are premeditated are worse, um, more punishable than the ones that were not. Right. (laughs) I was like, like, And then Jenna's like, we'll discuss this later. And I was like, what? I said, and what? he was like, well, I just want to let him know he's got a warning. I was like, he does not have a warning, and we will discuss this later. And I was like, okay. And then we get out to the car, and I was like, okay, Alex, I am sorry for bringing that up in front of other people. And he's like, no, that's that was much better. I like discussing things better that way. <laughs> and I was like, what? Because then it, it has to end at some point, because apparently we're just very long-winded. <laughs> yeah, he goes, because he goes, usually much uh, having to... Um, having to have the, the lectures worse than the punishment and in many cases because because I feel really, really bad. Good. And I said, well, here's the funny thing. I said, we punish you that way because it works. I said, we originally would spank you. We'd do stuff like that, and it wasn't doing any difference. Thank you. Take your I stuff said, so, away. Like, whatever. It didn't work. So that was what we figured out worked. We said we figured out works for you. I said, as far as Gabby goes, we take things away. And Gabby goes, oh. <laughs> so, it's because the lectures don't work on her. Right. The um, When she was little, the spanking didn't work. Right. You got to hit her where it hurts her. And that's by taking away the stuff, stuff that she loves. Right. So I said, we adapt the punishments to be whatever you don't like. I said, we keep going until whatever it is we're telling you to stop, stops. And that you don't do it again. 
I said, that's, that's what we do is we adapt until we find the combination that works. But it's also, like I said to him, it's also the why. Right. Why is what you're doing wrong? Right. So I'm telling you that you did something wrong and that is not okay and you need to stop. But here's why it's not okay. Because so many people, like, I was like, you know, when you were little, if I just told you, don't stick a fork in there. Don't right. stick a fork in the light socket. Don't stick a fork in the light socket. You're like, okay, fine, whatever. But you don't understand the enormity of it. Right. Unless I say to you, you can't do this because if you stick that fork in there, right. electricity is going to shoot out and it's going to hurt you. <laughs> and possibly set the house on fire. Right. And so, like, right. there's no, you have to give the cause and effect and you can't right. just say, don't do that. You have because to do like, I said so. Don't do that because this will happen and then that will happen. Right. And that is not okay. <laughs> and that's sort of, and that's the thing is that you and I had said early on is it it's not that we're we are justifying it to our child it's not that we're negotiating no i'm not negotiating or anything it's that we are telling them this is the reasons why so that they can make better educated guesses on other things that they're not sure if they can do or not well that's it's it's informed decision making right, right. like okay i need to think about this two more steps because if i just blow off right here like it maybe it'll be okay right. but Really, I'm not thinking about the consequences down the line of what the effect could be later. Right. You know, whatever. Anyway. So the thing, though, is that um, <coughs> we told them both. We're like, you know, I said, Alex, I said, our goal is that when we are taking corrective action, if you don't, if we tell you not to do something anymore and you don't do it anymore and you understand why you're not supposed to do it, that's all we're looking for. Right. I said, so. If we can discuss things with you, if you'd like us to change our delivery method, as long as the point's getting made and you take and you corrective have action. understanding. We don't mind. And take accountability. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind just having that discussion with them saying, okay, we understand that that's really hard on you. And if we can have this discussion with you and have you take it at face value and do what you say and not go back on your word, I don't have a problem with that. Well, and making him tell us, like. Okay, why did we tell you that that was not okay? Right. Why did you get in trouble for this? Sometimes he doesn't even know. He's just like, I wasn't supposed to do that. Okay, but why? I don't know. (laughs) And that's the other thing, too, is if we can teach him to be like, look, I understand you're punishing me, but it would be just as effective if you do this, and he's right, Mm -hmm. then that would be him, quote, standing for himself. But also learning. Right. Yeah. But it would be... I don't mind negotiating with him how we punish him if it gets the job done. Right. Right. Well, now that he's older, I'm I'm not negotiating with a terrorist (laughs) four-year-old. And he's got the foundation. He's got foundation in place where we could potentially look at doing that. We'll discuss it with him if it's feasible or not. Yeah. Uh, But as far as... As far as this issue is concerned, so part of the agreement was, yes, you can stay up on the weekends and do your own thing. However, if you make plans, if we as a family have plans, you have to show up. You cannot be dragging ass. Mm -hmm. You cannot complain. And we do not ever want to hear you say you're tired. Right. Because you did it. Right. But the last couple of times that we've had something to do, like, he's just been, like, completely unaware of what's going on. 
he was yawning the whole time he went out with my mom on Saturday. Okay. And just like, she's like, he looked terrible. He looked so like he was exhausted. This weekend, so he has bedtimes. This weekend, he's going to have to have a bedtime. Okay. Next weekend, because they only go to school for two days, mm-hmm. he can go back. However, on Thanksgiving Day, mm-hmm. he needs to make sure that the night before, you know, it, if, if there's an event going on, if we 11, have plans. 11 max. No, no, no. If, if we've got plans, mm-hmm. there's no reason for him to be up past two in the morning. Okay. Because if nothing else, if we have to get up and go somewhere, he's going to get six hours of sleep. Okay. And that's better than three hours crammed in at 6 a.m., you know, and then we're waking him up at 9. So we'll discuss that with him as far as him being up that early this morning. No, absolutely not. There, There's no reason he couldn't have read a book, come downstairs to the basement, played guitar. Um. Well, he should have tried to go back to sleep. He should have tried to go back to sleep. Um, There's other ways, things he could have done besides grab his electronics. Right. But also premeditated. He had his machine on. Yeah. Your machine has to be shut off. Is there any repercussion for him failing now or is it a better get shit back in line? The turning the machine off, this was your one warning for this. Okay. The leaving it on running a macro the compounded the compounded things right getting up and not going back to sleep getting on your computer right. before you knew you were allowed to be on it because you sneakily left it on mm-hmm. that is the this weekend you're on restriction okay um but then starting on monday okay it's a clean slate and you start over okay so you know he's got midnight Friday, midnight, Saturday. Right. Yeah, because he's, he's also at the point now where he is pushing back the way he's supposed to, the way it's healthy for him to do. Right. So, I don't want him to call my bluff. You know what I mean? Because I can't sit here. That's one of the problems that Candy had with some of, with her disciplining is she would go over the top. And earlier on, you used to threaten, like, I'm going to throw all your toys away. With the kids. Well, because it was work, because they were little. But I was like, I figured you out. You can't I, do that because right. when they get older, it. they know. Like, yeah. okay, fine, do it. So we're at that point now with Alex where we're like, okay, we got to be careful what we threaten them with because then we'd have to follow through on it. No, and we that's can't fine. not follow through. So we can't make such but a. But he also that... can't just be. Right. He You're can't... fine. Get out. It's fine. No problem. Exactly. Like, exactly. we talked to you already. It's fine. No. Right. You're, you're, you fucked up this weekend. You've got a midnight cutoff, mm-hmm. and then starting Monday, we start from scratch. Right. You keep those rules in mind, and, and we you will look at your fucking calendar that you have access to. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's on his phone and everything. And if there is something going on the next day, but you don't have school, yeah, plan accordingly. Right. <laughs> and we will reiterate to him because he's very bad about looking ahead. We will talk to him about the discussion that he brought up, the the method of our yeah. discussion. And, and I don't have a problem with him at 16 and a half years old saying, this is how I would prefer you approach me when I've done something wrong. Right. This is how you okay. can deal with me in a way that will work 
yeah get you what you need accomplished and still be a way that's more accommodating for me yeah. i don't mind that no that's fine and i think what we'll do is when we discuss this with him we will simply say this is your opportunity yeah. we're not going to be hard on you this is just no, how no. it is it's open and this is your opportunity to prove to us that just doing this simple thing is enough to make you take corrective action right so here's the test go with it yeah yeah so you're leaving again on wednesday next wednesday not next tomorrow wednesday. okay so seven and eight days from now yes okay wait do i leave wednesday or do i leave tuesday uh-oh uh -oh. i don't remember oh yes. i leave wednesday okay leave wednesday wednesday at mm, 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 my flights at like 5 45 in the afternoon in the evening yeah so i might i might actually oh no because the kids don't have school wednesday so i'll see them okay so you're going to be gone until on december onto a boat until december 4th onto a ship mm -hmm. and then um yep yeah and then Sailing I'm gonna try to. Danube. I'm gonna try to get uh, Mike to come over with his kids cool. at some point while you're gone, and I'll offer Ken the same thing because he seemed interested apparently too. Mm -hmm. So, um, what else we got? What good else? for you. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah, I think it would be good. Um, work on getting another arcade video out. Just make sure to spend some time with her too. Oh yeah, we watched Glee and stuff too. That's what we do. We'll watch Glee, and then we went for a couple of rides, and then, um, of course, she needs me to get caught up on my quests on our game together because she wants to discuss the storyline. <laughs> so, good times on that. Uh, I think that's all I have. Yeah. That, so that's good. So we should probably record on, on next Tuesday. Yeah. Before I go, since we'll have another gap, and we need to get back on our. Now, mind you, the way Jenna likes to prepare for things, we may be still packing her bags next time we record. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any uh, suggestions, anything you'd like us to discuss, feel free to email us at... Uh, info at happily-board.com. Is it .com? Yeah. Okay. And also, you can check out our Facebook page and leave a comment there. Or uh, Instagram, maybe... where nothing happens. Yeah, nothing happens there. <laughs> we got to start making some, like, reels or something. Yeah. And I definitely want to make some more TikTok-type stuff, too. So, um, but yeah. So, if you have any comments of things you would like us to discuss or comments about this episode, um, or if you have a man in your life that needs to learn how to communicate better with other people and make more friends. You know, Send them our way. Drop us a comment. Shout out to our number one fan. And we will <laughs> talk to you next week. Bye.